You ready for today? I'm gonna let you know this is, this is a hard one today. We're talking about loving loud. And we as a church need to love loud. And for far too long, we've been known for things we're against and people we're against or situations we're against. And we've pointed fingers and we've boycotted and we've yelled in our megaphones instead of opening our arms and demonstrating the love of Jesus. So we wanna change that. We challenged you last week to maybe seek forgiveness in a situation from an individual, uh, from someone that maybe you've wronged or someone that had wronged you. Isn't it interesting how forgiveness just kind of frees us, isn't it? And I pray that some of you this week, you, you took that challenge and, 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 and did that, but we're gonna offer another one to you today, but, but it's gonna be a, a difficult time for maybe for some of us here today, amen? You know why? Because your boss is a jerk, isn't he? He makes decisions that, that you don't like. He's, he's bypassed you for the next job promotion. He's a keep his nose to the grindstone guy. There's no fun in the office. And you just really wonder, does the boss really have a heart? The, the, the waitress at the restaurant, she, she didn't give you the table that you requested, you know, that one by the window with a view. Instead, you're, you're sitting back by the entrance to the toilets. And, 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 and it's just not accommodating. She's a little slow and she screwed up your order or he screwed up your order. And, and, and it's just rude. No people skills. Your, your, your kid's not getting the amount of playing time that, that you think your future Olympic athlete deserves on the field or on the court because there is no one that quite measures up to him or her. And, 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 and this, this person called a coach who's, who supposedly is, is to identify talent is, is not letting your Olympic athlete participate and play as much as you think. And it's just not right, is it? Or, or you're 16 years old and, and your parents have established and set something known as a curfew. Who does that? That is so 1970-ish or whatever, you know? Well, what are they thinking I must be in by, by 1030? What, 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 that is so old school. Who, who, whoever, my parents are just weird and they're, 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 so, they're being so unreasonable. Well, today I've just described some situations to you that, that uh, some of you have, have had those attitudes if not, you probably know someone that has. And, and today I want us to just unpack a, a, an area that, that, that I think is, is suffering tremendous um, neglect in, in our culture today. And, and it's that, that attitude of submission and honor unto authority. Now, this is not going to be a message that maybe some of you like to hear. And, and to be honest with you, it's worked me over this week in preparing it for you as well. This is probably not our favorite subject. Because at some point, every one of us probably struggle and we have an issue with authority. We do. And I want you to know that every one of us listening here today, live or in person, and by the way, those of you that are, that are dialed in watching, I know that we've got somebody watching in New York City right now. Praise Jesus. We all have authority figures in our lives. You know that, right? There is someone over you. There is, we, we, we all have that. We are all people under authority. And, and for whatever reason, right or wrong, some of us just, just have some baggage when it comes to that. 
So somebody wronged us that was in an authority figure. Maybe I described a situation to you and it's just hard for you right now to, 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 to honor and submit and to, to let that authority have its way and, and, and operate as it's supposed to. What I want us to discover today in our journey together is, is that if we are people carrying around these authority issues, ultimately we're gonna have an issue with God. Because God is a God of authority. He, he, he establishes authority. He, he sets that in place. Now this idea of, of having authority issues is, is not something that's just new and current. It's not just some new fad. It, it's been a part of really long before some of these words written in the Bible. For instance, you remember someone who had an authority issue was, was one known as Lucifer. AKA Satan. Lucifer was the worship leader in the heavenlies and we know that there was a time in which he wanted to usurp God. He wanted to to run the show. He wanted to be the one that was calling the shots and we find that there was a time in which he tried to elevate himself above God, right? How did that end up for him? We know that there was uh, a couple by the name of Adam and Eve and they lived in something called the Garden of Eden a beautiful place, a, a place that was pleasant. And, and Adam's sole responsibility was, hey, hey, why don't you name a few animals th- today, Adam? How hard is that? You know, just wake up and can you give me one name today, Adam? Oh, and Adam, by the way, I want you to lead your wife also. Oh, men, Adam, men, lead your, your wife, Right? But we know that, that as great as it was, there was one thing they were told, but listen, you must stay, stay away from this. But we know that one day they decided, you know what, Who's, who, who has the right to tell us not to enjoy this fruit from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil? Why, why, why is that that we can't go and, listen, we're gonna take things in our own hands. We're gonna take control of this, right? And we know how that ended up for them. The children of Israel, being led by a man by the name of Moses. Hey, they had authority issues, didn't they? God placed Moses as an authority over them. And we know that that this journey to this promised land that God had for them should have taken just, just a few days, but they spent some 40 years walking in circles, never really finding it. Most of them dying off and not ever attaining this land. We know that there was one time in this journey that, that there were 12 spies that Moses sends out. Hey, go into this land. We're on the precipice of it. Go and spy it out. Tell us what it's like. Bring back the report. We know that 10 brought back a negative report. 10 said no and two said go. Because of the lack of respect and honor and listening to authority, right? We know that some 2 million of them never entered that land. Two did. Joshua and Caleb. You remember a man, does anybody ever read the Bible? Do you remember a guy named Jonah? Yeah, Where, where, where God said, hey, there's a group of people that I'm sending you to. Interesting, why would God, he's a man of God. Go, go and speak to these people on my behalf, Jonah. I'm telling this idea of obedience, it's a big deal that we prayed about. Jonah said, man, I don't like those people. You ever been that way? You ever had that attitude? God, you're calling me to go speak to that person? You want me to go and throw myself into that environment? God, that's the east side. I don't, I don't look like them. I don't talk like them. That's not me. Jonah, I want you to go. Why? Jonah, you know, I love those people too. 
You, you may not, but I do. Jonah ran the opposite direction. We know the story, a storm on the boat, big fish, belly of a whale, vomits him up. You know the story, right? If you don't read the Bible, there's some awesome stuff in the word of God, amen? amen. All of these people had what so many of us struggle with, authority issues. If we have authority issues, ultimately, we have an issue with God. I love that word authority. Just say, say authority. authority. For some of you, that was like a breakthrough moment right there, wasn't it? Because you struggle with that. Even in that word authority, we find that word author. Author, God is the author of authority. And, and I want you to know that God always works through authority. And, he, and here's the deal. You will never, ever reach your full potential in Christ as long as you continue to struggle with authority issues. He's the author of it. He sets that in place for us. I know that we live in a day and a time in which it's hard because we see so many abuses and misuses of, of authority and it's so hard for many of us. But I'm telling you, you will never ever reach your ultimate position in life until you get to that place where you learn submission. We don't like that S word in our culture because we think it's weak. See, that's one of the paradoxical things about the Bible. God is a God of, 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 of paradox, isn't he? He says that the way up is down. If you want to be first, be last. Whoever wants to be great among you must become a, a slave or a servant. Come on, that just doesn't make sense, does it? That's why the Bible says that God is a God of authority. It's in his nature. It's in his very character. Even when you think about the Trinity, God in three persons, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. All co-equal, co-eternal, co-existent, three in one. They're equal in form, but in function, even in their function, you see authority and submission going on. For instance, when Jesus lived on this earth, how many times in the Bible can you read that you find Jesus submitting himself to the will of his father in heaven? Submission. He would pray things like this, Father, not my will be done, but, but yours. Before he made major decisions, you oftentimes find Jesus in a spirit of prayer seeking what his father in heaven's will was. Even the Holy Spirit submitting himself to the will of the son. They're equal in, in form, but in function, they're unique. So see, even with the essence of God, you have this authority and submission. Jesus living here on earth for 33 years. Not only did he submit his will to, to his father in heaven, but you know, there were times in which Jesus even submitted himself to earthly authorities, Right? Matthew chapter 22, there's this, this story where, where the, the, those that were trying to trap him, the, the religious leaders bring him a coin and say, hey, whose face is on this coin? Who's greater, you know, your father or the one in Jesus? Jesus, he was, a, he was a smart aleck sometimes, wasn't he? It was holy. He was a holy smart aleck. But he, I just love how he kind of put people in their place sometimes. And just, you know, he said, whose face is on the coin? Well, it's Caesar. Well, Jesus would say then in 22, 21 of Matthew, give to Caesar then what belongs to Caesar. But you give to God what belongs to God, right? Hey, even in the garden, 
even during his arrest, do you not think that Jesus could have handled his business that night when the soldiers came to arrest him? Come on, this is the one who walks on water. This is the one who tells the wind and the waves to be calm. You know what I'm saying? He could have handled his business. The original MMA UFC would have been on that night in the garden, right? But what do we find? Jesus submitting to the will of his father and submitting to those earthly authority figures. We talked last week about a man by the name of Paul. Who, who before this dramatic conversion experience, he was dead set on stopping any message of Jesus, any promotion of the way and people following after him. But we know that one day, after being a man who called his own shots, who was a tough dude, he was the man, strong leader, right? Brilliant, brilliant, strong family. He had this close encounter and Jesus literally changed his life. It's interesting to me that this man who was so against Jesus became the author of about 75% of the New Testament. He had a dramatic change, but he also understood authority, what it was all about after he met Jesus. He understood that authority was all about God. And that's why he would write these words to us in Romans chapter 13, verse one. He would say this, everyone must submit to governing authorities for all authority comes from who? From God. And those in positions of authority have been placed there by God. Stop the bus. Are you talking about my boss that's a jerk? Yeah. Guys, listen, I'm not making this stuff up. I'm just trying to read to you what, what scripture says, okay? And if I need to dissect that verse a little bit more and go into the Greek and all that stuff, and I can't, but to me, that's pretty straightforward. The boss that's a jerk, you mean that, listen, you're, you're saying that, that all government, they come from God and they've been played. Yeah, for whatever, I don't know. I, listen, I, I didn't do the hiring. I don't know why, but they're there. Whoa, you're, you're talking about the waitress? Surely in her training in Applebee's, she went through and understood that the customer's always right. Whatever he wants, right? Surely they cover that. You, 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 you're talking about that coach that I don't even know if he ever played a sport that is now determining who gets on the floor and who gets to play. Come on, doesn't everybody supposed to play? Doesn't everybody get a trophy and it should all? Well, that's real good until you start losing. Then you're after the coach's tail because they're not putting W's on the board. Forget character development and hmm, big great teaching series right there. But yeah, I think, I, think, I think Paul's even talking about that coach. Now, surely he's not talking about parents that are clueless, Jason. Curfew, seriously? That is so outdated. That's so old school. It's a new day. I'm my own boss. I, I call the shots. I'm 14 for Pete's sake. I know it all, right? Authority issues. Paul would go on to say in Romans 13 too, so anyone who rebels against authority is rebelling against what God has instituted and they will be punished. Don't you just wish there were parts of the Bible that weren't there? I mean, we, we, we could, I could have preached about God wants to bless you with a million dollars today, but that's in the Bible here. And I've got to preach this sermon to you today, right? Submitting to authority. 
But, but I wanna kind of us to shift gears if I can a little bit. And, and, and listen, this, this, this idea of submitting to authority and respecting them and God has placed them. Listen, God is God and I am not. And I, I'm not gonna try to figure out why he's put people where he has. Uh, that, that's up to him. But it's not about just following orders. It's not just about rules and laws. Here's some, it's, I believe that this idea of, 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 of submitting to authority is also about honoring and I, I don't know if we do that well enough in our culture today. But, but listen, when I submit to authority, because I see what scripture says about that, listen, when I do what God has called me to do, that's honoring unto him. You know that, right? This week when you made a decision that the world said, hey, you ought to go this way, but you went the opposite and you did it God's way, you know what you did? You honored God in that moment. When you, when you actually accepted the challenge to issue forgiveness to someone, listen, it not only set you free, but you know what else it did? It brought honor to God. Why? Because he calls us to do those types of things. Are you picking up what I'm putting down today? So it's this idea of honoring God. But, but, but in our honoring, it also shows great respect and admiration for those in leadership positions. In fact, if we can, maybe let's just shift the word authority and let's place that word leader in there instead. So Romans 13 would have said, hey, everyone must submit to governing leaders or leadership for all leadership comes from God. Anyone who rebels against leadership is rebelling. You see what I'm saying there? Look in 1 Peter chapter 2, 13 through 17. In order to honor the Lord, you must respect and defer to the authority. I put in the word, the word in parentheses leader there. You must respect and defer to, to that authority, that leader of every human institution whether it be the highest ruler or the governors he puts in place to punish lawbreakers and, and to praise those who do what's right. For it is God's will for you to silence the ignorance of foolish people by doing what is right. Do you remember one of the things I shared last week with you about we shoot ourselves in the foot as Christians so oftentimes. Uh, one of the things I mentioned by was the dumb things we post online. You remember that? We, we post some stupid stuff on social media. And it just goes out. It's so easy for us to jump on a bandwagon and to get frustrated and to, to listen, do, do, do you really think that you've done anything by posting angst or anger or negative thoughts? Even though you might have a point, but do you really think that that, that honors and glorifies, has somebody coming to Jesus because of your stuff you post? The word says here, listen, you, you can silence the ignorance of foolish people doing what is right. Listen, somebody told me this one time. You can have an opinion. You just don't always have to share it. Right? Some of us, that's good medicine. Some of us need to, to drink some of that right now, right? We do. The Bible goes on to say, as God's loving servants, you should live in complete freedom, but never use your freedom as a cover-up for evil. Recognize the value of every person and continually show love to every believer. Live your lives with great reverence and in holy awe of God. That's where we start. But then the next part says, honor your rulers. 
Listen, guys, this is not stuff that I'm trying to make up today and I'm not trying to taint or persuade or, or, or torque you off today. I'm just simply trying to take what, what I read in scripture and present that to you. And I really believe that when I look at scripture, God teaches us to give respect to those that he has given in authority in our lives. That verse there in 1 Peter 2 says that we're to give honor to human institutions that exercise authority. Have you ever thought about our government that way? As a human institution ordained by God to exercise authority. Have you ever thought about it that way? Maybe we should put that on the state capitol building when we walk through the doors. This is a human institution ordained by God to exercise authority. God ordained government as a human institution. Its purpose is things like prevention of crime and it's to the protection of those that are innocent. Hey, students, what if you thought about your schools that way? That's a, a, a human institution ordained by God. Curington Elementary, a human institution ordained by God. Where do you go to school? I go to a human institution ordained by God. What would happen if we began to see things from that perspective? Well, what about when you address police officers? Check this out. Do you understand that they also are a human institution ordained by God? Well, why why would you join with people in disrespecting the police then if it's ordained by God? Or why would you blast teachers or coaches Why don't you, when they have been ordained by God? You see, our response should always be to honor those in authority. In fact, that's what it said in 1 Peter 2, 15. It is God's will for you. Now, I know what some of you are thinking, bro, I see the news and I see how police officers are responding. Listen, there are some good and there are some bad apples, correct? Just like in a room I'm talking to right now, there's some good ones and there's some bad ones in here but it's not for me to judge and try to weigh. And and listen, I'm still gonna preach and teach to the good and the bad and I'm still gonna love and I'm still gonna respond and and, and I'm gonna do my best to encourage and help. I want the bad to become good. Are you with me there, right? But but for me to write write all people off, for us to write all leadership and all authority and all institutions as, come on, that's not for us. There's a Mother Teresa quote I'm gonna share with you later today. Stay with me. What about your parents? Well, I would just go old school on you saying Exodus chapter 20, it says to honor your father and mother. Then you will live a long, full life in the land the Lord has given you. I'm just just telling you what the word says. You don't know my parents, Jason. I know, they're a mess. I feel for you. I'll take you in. Come on, listen to Bieber and have a good time, right? How do we honor our parents? Well, if you read in the New Testament, Ephesians 6 says that you should obey them. We, we, we listen, when we listen to our parents, we, we show them honor, not because they deserve it, but, but, but they do, because that's what God's commanded us. And, and just to let you parents off the hook, listen, as, as we get older, that responsibility doesn't change. You, you, you might not be a minor, you might act like one, but your age says something different. Listen, we are to never cease to be responsible for honoring our parents, are we, John Stewart? We do that. We honor them. And we continue to, if you, 
I'm, I'm just telling you, the Bible says if you want a blessed life, you're going to honor your parents. Well, real quickly, let's go for this. Anybody mad yet? I'm just, I'm sorry if you are. I, I, that's not my heart. I just want us to be better. Our culture has got to change. And instead of us being a people that are constantly throwing insults and casting stones at people, come on, let him who is without sin cast the first stone. I think Jesus would have jotted that in the cement of this building when you walked in. Let's honor, let's respect Let's pray for, we, 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 we honor those. Why do we honor those in authority? Listen, I think when we honor those in authority, it proves to other people watching that we're different. And, and listen, this is just, this is a radical concept in a church for a pastor to say, did you know that we as Christ followers are to live differently than the world? Whoa, newsflash. I'm not supposed to dive into the bashing of God-appointed authority. I, can, I might have thoughts about stuff and policy might not be mine, but you know what? I'm called to, to honor that. And when I do, when I live my life in such a way, other people are looking and watching. And, and, and that is just a way for me to, to show them who, who my God is. Mm. We, we're, we're to respect, oh, this is good. We are to respect the position even if we cannot endure the man or endorse the man. L listen, can I, just, can I just tell you something real quick? I loved, I, 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 we must honor and pray for our president. Now, some of you going, he's not my president. You know, so you, you might be on that side right now, but two, three years ago, your guy was in the place, right? And what do we have there? Well, then the opposite side is he's not my president. Listen, it is not for us to teeter-totter around about who we're gonna decide to pray for and support. I'm just telling you, as God's people, we're called to pray and we're called to honor. And you might not like who's there right now, but that's not for you to judge. Listen, I, spoiler alert, there, there is good and bad in all government. There is. And they're not always gonna do necessarily what you think is, hey, run for office if you wanna be an agent of change. That's why I love, my, my, I've got a dear friend of mine, I'm gonna, I'm gonna name drop, because I'm proud of him. He's my friend. Senator James Lankford from the great state of Oklahoma. I said that. The great state of Oklahoma. James is a dear friend of mine. James was, was instrumental in, in, in me in my early days of ministry as I served under his authority and leadership at the age of 19 years old. He, he, he ministered to teenagers all across the state of Texas, eventually moved to Oklahoma ultimately decided, you know what? I think God may want to use me as a person of change. And he ran for office. Now, homeboy could shuck the corn and preach the Bible. I was like, bro, do you, can you even spell politics? Do you even own a suit? And James ran and God's using him. I love the, the, the this, this week in DC, there was a, a, a prayer gathering and, and I love seeing my friend and another senator call up the president and say, hey, listen, we do something in the Senate and every day and we're just gonna do it right now and lay their hands and they prayed over the president. Come on, guys, listen. 
That's the response of God-fearing, God-loving people. We pray for, you may not like what's happening, let's pray more, let's pray harder. Let's not cast stones and hurl insults. Again, your guy might not be there right now. There's a good chance you might have, listen, you see what I'm saying? Oh my gosh. Oh, did I handle that right? Okay. And I just want you to know that that right now, to to me, I'm gonna be reminded of what it says in Romans 8, 28, that, that God works all things together for good according to his will, not yours. And, and we, you may feel like we're in the fire and, and being refined and it's tough right now, but I'm just telling you, sometimes it's in the furnace and sometimes it's in the wood shop that some work really begins to take place and shaping happens, right? Jesus begins his earthly ministry by being baptized in the Jordan River, but immediately goes into the wilderness for 40 days. Who signs up for that? But our Savior did because he knew it was preparing and it was a testing and it was a preparation for, for, oh man, I'm gonna have 12 numbskulls with me for three years. I better learn to handle the devil right now because well, one of them's gonna sell me out for a few coins. One of them's gonna say that he loves me and he'll go to death with me, but he's gonna say, oh, when times get to, you see what I'm saying? Sometimes, even in the midst of difficulties, we can still submit to those authorities and honor them, but it's God's way of maybe doing a work in us. And I just trust that he's gonna bring good from it all. So real quickly, before you leave, I want you to hear this from me. There is no authority except that which God establishes. I just, I don't believe in accidents. I don't believe in coincidence. Um, I just believe that God puts people in places of leadership and authority. And so I remind you, as I said, there, there are some rules and there are some governments that are both that are that are good, and there are some that are bad. You know, I, I know that you you tend to to differ maybe with the speed limit on the Herf cutoff. You feel like that little bend in the curve is for you to to warm those tires up on your Maserati. And you can push it a little bit more, but there's a reason for it. Listen, there are some good and some bad rules and and, and governments. But but let me just kind of give you a filter and a litmus test if I can real quick. Our subjection depends on, I believe, whether the demands of those governing authorities requires us to disobey Jesus. Because I'm reminded in Acts chapter five when, when, when Peter and the apostles were brought in before the Sanhedrin and they were told, listen, you, you need to stop teaching about Jesus. You better stop it or we're gonna take your lives. And, 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 and I love Peter, you know, Peter, redhead. Redheads are fiery. They got a little attitude, don't they? And he, he's like, come on. Acts 5.29 says, listen, guys, you need something. We must obey God rather than human authority. Listen, there, there, there are times in which I think that we need to stand up and reject a rule or governing authority whenever it will cause us to be disobedient to God the Father. Three teenagers one day when Nebuchadnezzar built a golden image, what did he tell them? You better bow down and worship this or I'm gonna throw you into the furnace, remember that? Well, bro, throw us in then because we're not gonna bow because our God is greater. Are, are you with me there? 
But, but, but listen, the, the, the rules that have been established by our governing authorities, like speed limits and stop signs, paying your taxes, fishing licenses. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? All of that. That those are things that do not cause us to bring disobedience to God. And so therefore, as, as God's people, as humans, we're to respect and fall under that authority and leadership. Listen, I know it's been a tough time for our nation over the last several days. This week was hard. Many of you watch the State of the Union and we know the stuff that's been going on and it just, it just listen, I, I know that on many fronts, maybe for, for some of you, you're, you feel like you've, your personal life might have even been attacked and it's just a mess. I wanna show you this quote real quick from Mother Teresa, I love this. If you judge people, you have no time to love them. Yeah. And, and I just know that, that we're called to love. And listen, we, we, we can all find something that we don't like. But I'm simply gonna, I'm just gonna operate, I'm gonna leave that to the Lord. And I'm gonna love, I'm gonna pray for, I'm gonna lift up those that God has set as authority and leadership in my life. In fact, in Matthew chapter five, verse 44, look what the word of the Lord says, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. Hey church, can we let that drive us? Can we do that? So instead of firing off an email or, 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 or taking out a billboard about or over, can we just remember human institutions ordained by God? I'm not called to judge, I, I need to pray for. And, and, and listen, hey, do every one of us agree that our nation needs prayer? Listen, come on guys, right? We need to. And so what would happen? if we put that time into prayer for our leadership, for our city officials, for your teachers, for coaches, for law enforcement, first responders, our military, what, what would happen if we just began to pray? I'm just telling you, whoo, things would change. Because I know what God's word says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and fire off an ugly email. Boycott, if my people will pray, seek my face, repent of their wicked ways. Oh, then I will hear from heaven and will heal their land. Are we okay today? I have a challenge for you today. Somebody said, oh, shoot. <laughs> Thank you for saying that. Here's the challenge this week. This week, I want you to find somebody that's in some authority or leadership position in your world, in your circle, or that you interact with. And I want you to thank them for what they do. I want you to thank them. For me personally, I'm especially thankful for those who stock the shelves at H-E-B because preacher love to eat, amen? And I'm not having to harvest my own and make that Mrs. Baird's white bread. Don't you just love a piece of white bread every once in a while? Maybe, maybe it's a police officer who, 
who although you think that the rules are a little, well, shouldn't be there, he's there for your good. And maybe students, oh, students, students, hey, let's freak your teachers out and your principals out this week. Why don't you thank them? Hey, thank you for being my English teacher. Or, or maybe this is, thank you for teaching me trigonometry. You'll never use that, but thank them anyway, okay? You'll, you, you won't. I don't, why do you do that? Won't you thank a school official? Won't you thank the waitress at the restaurant that many of you are about to go to? Hey, hey thank you for helping us today. And listen, we want to be a blessing to you. And by the way, hey, will y'all tip good today? Tip, tip every day. You, you ought to tip well. That's one of the things that turns restaurant people off to us because the Sunday morning crowd are cheapskates. Y'all cheat God in the tithe box and you cheat the waitress at, at the restaurant. Sorry, I'm sorry. Let's be people of honor and respect to those in authority. That's the challenge for you this week. Are we okay? Stand with me. Stand with me. You guys are awesome. I want to be a part of a church that loves loud. Let's thank somebody. Thank them for what they do. Show some honor. God, I know that when we show honor to others, it honors you because you are the author of that. You're author of authority. You're author of honor. Lord, you desire for us to submit. And God, I pray that we would put that on display this week. We're not going to yell, gripe, complain. Oh, no. We're going to love this week. And our communities are going to be better because of it. Submission. Lord, there's somebody here today that needs to submit to you as Lord and Savior. You've said no to God for far too long. I'm telling you, right now, would you just say yes? I'm telling you, your life will take off on a new trajectory that is better than you could ever dream of or imagine. Who knows what I'm talking about? Who's thankful for Jesus? Come on, right? And if that's you here today, I pray that you'd say yes to Jesus. A new life, a new direction is awaiting you. For those of you that have said yes to him, hey, why don't you just completely submit to him? Let him take over. Guys, he's, he, he knows what's best for you. Let God have his way in your life. Let's be obedient. God, we love you. May we be a church that's set apart, a people set apart for your glory this week. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you, guys.